Squeeze Kids acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands on which we podcast, the Turrible and Combermary people. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Squiz Kids Q&A, the podcast where you, the kids of Australia, get to ask the questions. I'm Bryce Corbett, and joining us today in the Squiz Kids Q&A hot seat is none other than the Federal Education Minister himself, Jason Clare. Now, as the minister in the federal government responsible for schools and education right around the country, it's not a stretch to say that more than any other politician in Australia, this man has a big influence over your day-to-day lives. So, let's plonk him in the hot seat and get him to answer the questions that you've sent in. Minister, welcome to Squiz Kids. Well, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Now, as well as being the Minister for Education, you're a dad of two boys. And if my reading of your Instagram account is right, you're also something of a massive Star Wars fan. Can you tell us a bit about how that came to be? Uh, Well, I grew up with Star Wars at the movies and I was just, you know, blown away by the, you know, the the clash between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, Mm. between good and evil. And so my office here in Parliament House is still full of memorabilia from Star Wars. <laughs> I've got a Mandalorian helmet here right on my desk. And I'm just trying to convince my little boys that Star Wars is just as exciting as Spider-Man. <laughs> How's that going? Ah, at the moment, they think Spider-Man's better, but I still hold out hope. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favourite Star Wars character and which one is your favourite film? I, it's well, it's got to be Luke Skywalker. Mm. You know, when I was a little boy at primary school, I desperately wanted to be Luke Skywalker when I grew up. And um, my favourite movie is Return of the Jedi. Ah. And if a lot of teachers that love Star Wars will be thinking, hang on, Empire Strikes Back is the best movie. <laughs> the classic. But the baddies win in Empire Strikes Back. Good point. And the goodies win in Return of the Jedi. And that's why that's my favourite. Yeah, excellent point. Now, you're in Canberra as we speak, in the middle of what's called Sitting Week in Parliament, which sounds like a very busy time. And it's also why we really appreciate you taking the time to take the Squiz Kids hot seat and answer questions from our audience. Shall we jump straight in? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. And our first question comes from Lola, who's from Parkinson in Queensland. Take it away, Lola. Hi, my name's Lola and I'm 11 years old and I live in Parkinson. My question is, what do you need to know before becoming an education minister? Well, this is a really unusual job. You know, you actually don't need to do a course at university like you would if you're going to become a doctor. Uh, or a lawyer, or a nurse, or a school teacher. Um, you get elected to parliament, and then the prime minister asks you to do the job. And, and, and so I think the best and most important thing that you need to do a job like this is you've got to be a good listener. Uh, when I was little, I remember my mum telling me that you've got two ears and one mouth, and that I should spend twice as much time listening as I do talking. And politicians are known for talking and sometimes yelling, But I try in this job to listen and to listen to people who know a lot more about schools and education than I do. And so I tend to spend a lot of time visiting schools and talking to teachers and principals, um, but also students. Um, Sometimes I'm doing it as a dad picking my kids up, um, but a lot of the times I'm doing it as minister to learn from the experts what are the things that we should do to make our, our education system better. 
Ah, the importance of listening. That's a good lesson for everybody. Now our next question comes from Zara, who comes from Belimba in Brisbane. Hi, my name is Zara. I'm 10 years old and I live in Belimba. My question is, what primary school did you go to? Who was your favourite teacher? And what was your favourite subject? Ah, well, um, I went to Cabramatta Public School a long, long, long time ago, last <laughs> century. Um, uh, and my favourite teacher was Mrs Fry. Um, and her first name's Cathy. And she started there in 1978. Wow. And believe it or not, Cathy is still teaching at Cabramatta Public School today. Amazing. Who knows? She might even be listening in if you are. Hey, Cathy. Hello, Mrs. Um, Fry. <laughs> Mrs. Fry is awesome. And um, before I got this job, I'd occasionally go back to the school to say good day, and she would invite me to talk to her students and be part of the class. Mm. And when Anthony Albanese rang me and asked me to be education minister, the first thing I did was go back to my old primary school, to Capramatta Public School, and give Mrs. Fry a hug. Oh, and, lovely. Um, I did that for a reason, because I, I wanted to, to, to make clear how important teachers are, not just in my life, but how important our teachers are for all of us. You know, they're the people that give us you know, so much opportunities in life. Mm. The, the, the opportunity through learning to do whatever we want to do when we grow up. Mm. Hallelujah to that. And what was your favourite subject when you were at primary school, Minister? You know, I think it was science. Mm. I, you know, I was obsessed with planets yeah. and the solar system. Oh, and yeah. my little boy Jack is like that now too. Yeah, yeah. I think he he he, he thinks uh, about life as an astronaut now. And Fantastic. it was it was um, the the idea of what what's up, what's up in the sky that blew my mind when I was little. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Now, also from Brisbane, here's a question from Gus in Norman Park, and it's a probing one. Hi, my name is Gus and I'm 10 years old and I live in Norman Park. My question is, what is your favourite sport? Oh, well, I've got lots of favourite sports. When I was little, I played soccer and now um, my oldest boy, Jack, plays soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays it in the winter. <laughs> he plays it in the summer. <laughs> he plays it every day in the playground at school. It helps him to burn off all that energy that he's got. Yeah. Um, and when he gets home from school, he wants to play uh, FIFA on the Nintendo Switch as well. <laughs> um, and he's watched the Disney documentary, I think, three times about the Matildas. Oh, yes. And, and if, if he was here on the podcast, he could tell you the names of every single player in the Matildas. <laughs> and the, the awesome success of the Matildas, I, I think, has helped encourage a, a lot of girls to, to want to play soccer this year and next year and into the future, but also a lot of boys as well. Mm. And, and I know just from my son that he is obsessed, uh, not just with soccer, but with the um, awesome success of the Matildas. Now, let's head down to Goulburn, not far from where you are right now, Minister, where Oscar has a question. Hi, my name is Oscar. I'm 12 years old and I am living in Goulburn in New South Wales. My question is, what is your opinion on the teacher shortage? Uh, This is a really important question. Um, A a lot of young people listening to this podcast, a lot of teachers in the classroom will know that there aren't as many teachers in our classrooms as we need. There aren't many jobs in our country more important than teachers. And over the last 10 years, we've seen a drop in the number of people 
that are going to university to become a teacher. And, you know, one of the big priorities for me is I want to help us to change that. I want more people when they finish high school to want to become a teacher rather than a lawyer or a banker. Um, And so one of the things that I'm I'm doing to try to help to change that is offer scholarships, which are worth up to $40,000. And they'll start in a couple of months' time to encourage people who who are at high school now, about to finish high school, to think about becoming a teacher rather than doing some other course. Um, You know, the idea that teachers just start at nine o'clock when the bell rings and finish at three o'clock when the bell rings at the end of the day is not true. Teachers do a lot of work before school and after school, often into the night and on the weekends and during school holidays. And so if we want more people to become teachers, and we desperately do, then it's, it's about pay, it's about working conditions, it's about making sure that teachers have got more time to teach Um, But it's also about what we can do to encourage people when they're still at school to want to be a teacher. And so those scholarships are an important part of that. And we're also taking steps to improve the university course so that it's more helpful uh, so that when you finish the university course, you're ready from day one to teach. And it's a good reminder too, Minister, to all the kids out there to give some love to your teacher today. Make sure you, they know how much you appreciate them. Down to Melbourne we go now yeah. for a question from Hope in Q East. Hello, my name is Hope. I'm 10 years old and I live in Q East in Victoria. My question is, what are your ideas for improving education in Australia? That's a really, really good question. I I think we've got a good education system in Australia, but it can be a lot better than it is at the moment and a lot fairer. I want to make sure that we fund all of our schools across the country fairly. Um, And we're not really doing that at the moment. Our our public schools aren't funded to the level that they need to be. And I want to make sure that we use the extra funding that we need to put into our schools to make sure that we help children who really need help. Um, You know, we know that some kids fall behind uh, and often will stay behind, don't catch up. And uh, unlike sort of, you know, last century when I went to school, nowadays, almost every single job that's being created requires you to finish high school and then go on to TAFE or to university. So we need to make sure that we're doing the right things, funding all of the, the resources that teachers need in primary school so that children who need a bit of extra help get it. Yeah, excellent to hear. Ethan has a question now, which we had a lot of kids writing in wanting to ask you. And that question is... Hi, my name is Ethan. I'm 10 years old and I live in Melbourne in Victoria. My question is, why do we have to do homework? My, my personal view is it's, it's a really good way to practice what you've learned at school to help to make sure that you remember it and then you can apply it when you're back the next day. And, and I know with Jack, um, my little boy who's in first class at the moment, yeah. that um, it helps me as a parent to know what he's learned at school and the areas where he needs to do more work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really helpful for me as a parent, but really important, I think, for Jack to be able to go through the stuff that he's learnt at school as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Kids of Australia, the Minister of Education is recommending homework. There you have it. Uh, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go now to Frida in Balaclava in Melbourne with a question about NAPLAN. Hi, my name is Frida and I'm 10 years old from Balaclava in Victoria. My question is about NAPLAN. 
My mama says NAPLAN is not all that useful because it doesn't test how kind you are or how good of a friend you are or how well you can sing and dance or play a sport. Do you agree? Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. It doesn't measure everything. It doesn't measure, you know, many of the things that are so important in life, you know, like the sort of person you are. But it does help us to understand where you are with reading and writing and spelling and maths. And all of those things are really important for teachers and parents so that your teacher knows where you're at and whether you need extra help, uh, whether mum and dad know where you're at and whether you need extra support. And also in my job as the minister... To, to make sure that with the funding that we need to invest in our schools, that we direct that funding to help those children who need that extra support. Now, here is a question, Minister, which perhaps needs a little bit of context. Claudia from Cooperoo has a question about misinformation and social media. After her class have recently completed NewsHounds, Squiz Kids Free Media Literacy Program for primary school kids. Hi, I'm Claudia. I'm 11 years old and I live in Cooperoo. We've been doing the News Hounds program at school where Squizzy the News Hound teaches us to stop, think and check before believing everything we see, read or hear online. How important is it for kids to be taught how to spot fake news and misinformation? The, the, the answer is really important. You know, there is so much information out there that it can be tricky to, to, you know, to work out what's true and what's not. And so being good detectives and spotting fake news is a really important skill to, ha- to have. Um, you know, so I, get, I guess my message is remember what Squizzy the Newshound says. You know, stop, think and check. Absolutely. Hallelujah to that. Here's a question now from Felix, who's nine and lives in Maruka in Brisbane. And he is a little puzzled by what exactly it is you do down there in Canberra. Sometimes we watch politicians in Canberra on the news and they always seem to be shouting at each other. Why do they do that? If I did that in class, I'd be sent out. Yeah, good question, Felix. It, sometimes it looks more like a football match than a classroom <laughs> or a parliament. And sometimes that's what happens when you have 150 people all in a room and you know, half of them are on one side cheering for one team and half of them are on the other side cheering for the other team. That It, mm-hmm. it looks and sounds more like you're at the footy or the soccer than in a, in a parliament. And I can understand why you look at it and you, you say, why are people shouting or mums and dads shake their heads and think that all of these politicians are behaving badly? And, and, and sometimes they are. Sometimes they are, and it's, it's not a good look. The, the, the only thing I'd say to Felix is um, that's one part of the day in Parliament that's called question time where all the politicians mm-hmm. are there, and for the rest of the day, it's usually the opposite, where there's only one or two or three or four politicians in there and they're making speeches, and it's often very, very quiet mm-hmm. and um, usually well-behaved. We'll take your word for that. (laughs) And finally, a question from Otto, who lives in beautiful tea gardens on the New South Wales mid-north coast. Hi, my name is Otto. I am seven years old and I live in tea gardens, New South Wales. My question is, what's the most important thing you've learned when you were in primary school? Well, thanks, Otto. My my little guy, Jack, is the... um, he asked me when I got this job last year, and he was in kindergarten last year. Yeah. He, he said, he said, Dad, are you in charge of schools now? <laughs> and, and I said, well, sort of. And 
remember, he's only been at school for maybe yeah, two or three months at this point. Yeah. He, said, he says, Dad, can you ring my teacher and, and tell her that I'm not coming back? <laughs> and and this, I thought, oh, what am I going to say? And, and, and Jack's obsessed with the Matildas now, but this time last year he was obsessed with Spider-Man. Uh-huh. to be a wanted to be a superhero. Yeah. And I said to Jack, I said, going to school gives you superpowers. Uh-huh. Um, because it's what you learn at school, it's what the teacher teaches you, it's what you learn from your friends as well. Mm. That will give you the power to be whatever you want when you grow up. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the lesson that I learned at school about the power of education, I'm trying to instill in Jack too, and to everybody that's listening, that, mm. that, that it's what you learn at school that gives you superpowers. It's what you learn at school that gives you the opportunity to be whatever you want to be. Everything that you dream of at night, you can do when you grow up. But it's school that gives you the chance to do that. Amazing. And what a wonderful note to end on. Minister, that is officially a wrap. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us. Thanks, Bryce. I really enjoyed the chance to speak to all the kids and parents and teachers out there. To all the students, keep working hard at school. And a big thank you to all the parents and teachers for the hard work that you do to make sure that our children get a great education. 100%. Now, if this is the first time you've stumbled across us, during the school term, Squiz Kids is a daily news podcast made just for kids. A kid-friendly take on the big news headlines. Fun, free, fresh. And teachers, don't forget about NewsHounds, our free media literacy resource teaching primary school kids how to spot misinformation when they come across it online. An eight-part podcast series with accompanying classroom workbook and teacher manual currently being trialled by no fewer than 1,700 schools around the country. Check it all out at squizkids.com.au or simply subscribe to Squiz Kids in your favourite podcasting app. For now, though, this is Bryce Corbett signing off, and as is customary with our Q&As, we're going to ask our special guest to do the traditional Squiz Kids sign-off. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Over and out.